there! You're listening to Make New Friends, a weekly podcast about the trials and tribulations found in the realm of friendship. For your hosts, Mary Aikman and Sienna Mooney, let's make new friends! Yes! Woo! Woo-hoo! <laughs> hey guys. What up? Episode 21, we're legally able to drink. Congrats to Make New Friends! Milestone! 21 years old. Cheers. <laughs> 21 episodes old. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so we're going to talk about everybody's favorite subject today. Pets. Pets. <laughs> that sounded so unenthusiastic. I'm sure everybody knows about your pets, but we should go, we should like give a, you know, brief overview of the pets in our lives so far. Okay. Do you want to start or should I? Yeah, I can start. So... I've only, like, I've had tons of cats throughout my life. The closest cat, the, the cats that I've been closest to are Sophie and uh, Turner. And Turner's my current cat, but he, like, lives in Florida with my dad. And then I've only ever had one dog, and his name was Forrest, and he was a basset hound. Aww. And he, I think I had him from about fifth grade or sixth grade to, um, or I might have been younger than that. I don't really remember when we got him, but he passed away when I was a senior in high school. Oh, wow. So, yeah. What about you? I've had tons of cats, uh, <laughs> like so many cats. Um, but the cats that have like been mine have always been very like prominent in my life. So my first cat, her name was Mama Kitty uh, because she had babies. So hence the name Mama Kitty. Um, And she was a tortoise shell cat. I had her until like junior year of high school when unfortunately she got hit by a car. Very traumatic. I was so cut up about it. Like, oh my gosh, because that was the first like pet that I had actually like lost. Um, So naturally, you're going to have a reaction to it. Then my next cat, her name was Kimya. And she was a blue-eyed, sort of like seal point, um, Siberian cat, sort of like mix. Wow. Yeah, she was a stray, and we found her, and then she got pregnant, and she had a litter of kittens. So it was like, okay, cool. (laughs) Then my cat after that, her name was Winnie, and she was the daughter of Kimya, mm. and her full name was Winifred Sophia McFlurrington. <laughs> she was a cute, cute cat. She was so, so fluffy, um, and she had, like, a really prissy sort of personality. But then I went to college, and all of those cats, like, I lost Mama Kitty junior year. I got Kimya junior year, and then Kimya had babies, and then I went to college. So... I didn't really get the chance to be with Winnie as long as like I normally would have because obviously I went away. I couldn't have a cat in my dorm. So yeah. And then she like, I think she ran away for a while, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I moved to England and I adopted a 15 year old cat named Beatrice and we had her for two years. We just had to say goodbye to her, unfortunately. So let's not, not let's not go into like too big of details. But basically, with Beatrice, she was like the first pet I had had in a number of years. And when we went to the RSPCA and like I petted her, I started crying because it was just like, oh my god, she's like she's the one like I've never had a connection with a pet that way 
And so it's very special. And she was like the coolest cat I think I've ever had. And also the oldest one I've ever had. Most of the time it's been like I've had the cats since they were kittens. Uh, So having a senior cat and just being like, wow, this is crazy. I feel like I've known her her whole life, but I've only known her for the last two years. So it's really intense. And from there, we got a kitten because we thought Beatrice was lonely. And the kitten's name is Dolores. She's um, interesting. She's definitely an idiot, but she's great. (laughs) And and I love her very much um, in the sort of way like, you have so much to learn, little little girl. <laughs> and then we just recently adopted a black and white tuxedo cat named Ichabod. And he is a huge, husky, friendly boy. He's three years old. And Dolores is only like one year old. So um, yeah, so that, that's like my experience with cats. I'm obviously a cat person. I've had hamsters over the years as well, but I've never felt like the same way towards other animals the way that I do with my cats. Yeah. I identify strongly as like a cat lady. I completely agree as well. Like I've lived with, I've obviously had my dog growing up, but then I also lived with someone else's dog during college. Her name was Rosie. And I now currently live with another dog and her name is Hart. Yeah. And dogs are so like, they are like very like needy and rambunctious and they feel like they're more of like a personality in the room. Mm -hmm. But I just like cannot get behind them like as much as I can with cats. Like if there's a cat, like immediately I'm like, I want this cat like on my body. Like I wanna (laughs) hold this cat. I wanna like pet this cat. I want to talk to the cat. Like with dogs, I'm like, please don't jump on me. Please don't lick me. Like that's my first reaction where if like a cat did that to me, I'd be like, oh my God, I've been blessed. Yeah. (laughs) I feel the same way. I've been chosen. Yeah. It's like, so my mom has uh, a Shih Tzu and she also has a cat. But in high school, she got a Shih Tzu, the previous one. And um, we also had all these cats running around. But it was funny because like the dog is very similar to these cats we had um, because like he's short, runs around, kind of like gets rough and ready with the cats. But it's very much a dog. Like you still have to take the dog on a walk and you've got to like, I don't know, play fetch. Whereas like the cats, you know, they kind of keep to themselves. And if like, if they really want to play, then they'll make it known. Whereas like dogs are kind of just like always up for anything. Yeah. You had to be way more attentive with with dogs and I'm just like not that person yeah yeah (laughs) but also to like fill out my like pet story I've also had I had a hamster Mm. um when I was younger his name was Curious because he would crawl like anywhere so I named him Curious um and then he passed away unfortunately as as hamsters do usually uh in a short amount of time we buried him in my backyard wow (laughs) right beneath the banana tree where we also buried uh did we bury no, we didn't bury anyone else there. Just the just the hamster. Um, <laughs> but like my parent, like my mom has always been very like very much a cat lady, and so from the moment I was born, there was a cat in the house, and Aww. there's always been cats in my in my homes, and so I think that like kind of that made me like a cat person. You know, we got the dog when I was like older, like I was ten or something when we got the dog. Yeah, but we always had a cat. We had. Daiquiri, which was my mom's cat, who lived to be, like, 21 years old, like, a very, very old cat. Oh, wow. And then we had Millie, which we got during, like, the millennium, like, in 2000. (laughs) 
Hence the name Millie. Yeah. <laughs> um, she passed away uh, not very long after we got her, like maybe like a year or two after we got her um, because of like just like shelter cats tend to like carry diseases. Mm. And so like it was like a shelter disease. And yeah. And then we got Sophie. And Sophie passed away when I was in college, when I wasn't home anymore. Um, But she was, like, the cat that was closest to throughout high school. And when we had Sophie, we got uh, Lizzie at the same time, or a a little bit after. And Lizzie is still alive and still hanging out with my mom. (laughs) She's my mom. She's, like, a grumpy old lady now. And she never used to be this grumpy. But, like, I... Like, I have to be very careful when I pet her because, like, you never know when she's just going to turn around and, like, scratch you, you know? Oh, right, right. She's kind of like that. Yeah. But then my sister, like, I got Turner when I was in college from friends, like, adopted him from Tallahassee. Um, and he had been, like, at a home before. And he's very he's very friendly. <laughs> and his name was Turner. And then when the boys, my two college friends, got him, they renamed him as uh, Hobbs. Um like Calvin and Hobbes, because uh-huh. he's like an orange, uh, an orange stripy cat, and I felt like that name never suited him, and so we just ended up always calling him Cat. He was just Cat, Aww. and so whenever the boys like ask about him, they're like, "How's Cat?" That's <laughs> it's so like cute. Turner is great, <laughs> and Aww. Turner was his original name. That was the name that the family that had him before named him, and so when I like adopted him from the boys, I renamed him Turner, and now he's like my dad's cat. Like he, yeah, he's like very, he's very loving, but he also like is younger as well. He's like maybe three or four. He's well, he's older than that. He's might be five or six, but he. He's still very energetic and like yeah. Our cats have always been outside cats, like outside inside cats. So we let them out and they like run around and then they come back inside and like hang out with us. Like it, yeah. it's not like a situation where it's like a cat that lives outdoors that we like feed and we name, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and then my sister got a cat. <laughs> Like at the same time that I had adopted the cat Turner and my dad was like, we're getting Turner. You don't need to get a cat. And then my sister went around and got a cat anyway, because <laughs> that's what sisters do. And that is Marley named after Bob Marley, because of course. <laughs> and Marley is a very talkative Siamese cat, uh, which Siamese tend to be quite talkative. She's a Siamese mix, but it's like way more like Siamese. Mm. Like the Siamese overpowers. And she is beautiful. Aww. Like the most beautiful cat I've ever seen. But she also has kind of like an attitude. So <laughs> she always like growls when I pick her up, but she'll just like make a noise and not actually do anything. She's strange. Hmm. Um, and then my mom got another cat after Sophie passed away. So like now Marley, Lizzie, and her new cat, um, which is Callie, because she's a calico and my mom isn't very creative. <laughs> I love that. Um, they all live at my mom's house. And it's just like a, my dad's like, I hate going over to your mom's house. There's all those cats everywhere. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but what's wrong with cats? Cats are great. I know. I know. Yeah. You have a cat, dad. Like, Turner is – he's like, no, those cats aren't like Turner. Turner's well-behaved. Oh, my gosh. Like, whatever. <laughs> well, all of the cats at your mom's house, are they all female? Yes. Okay. And Turner's a male, obviously. Yeah. And that's – like yeah something that i'm learning now that i have a male cat in the house um after having two female cats i mean i've known this for a while but i'm just like remembering how easy male cats can be like they're so chill and they'll just like i don't know like ichabod he's like a big chunky tuxedo cat and he'll just like 
sit on the sofa and he takes up the space of a human and it's ridiculous but you also feel like oh well we're watching tv together obviously um and he just kind of does his own thing it's very sweet i feel like the male cats are a lot easier to get along with off the bat whereas like female cats you kind of have to like work for it you know yeah so in terms of like your relationship with turner since he's your cat at the moment would you say that you're like best buds with him I feel like we are. Like, I definitely feel like I think of him more as a best bud than he thinks of me as a best bud. <laughs> yeah. Like, my dad's always like, stop smothering the cat. <laughs> my dad thinks I, like, am like a helicopter mom. To, That's so funny. <laughs> to the cat. So going off of that, like, I've seen, um, like, your Snapchat and stuff when uh, you're like, Turner, Turner, Turner. And he's just like, what? Like, he, he's just, like, just doing his thing. <laughs> and you're like, Turner, Turner, Turner. Yeah. I'm definitely an overbearing, like, mother that just wants love from her child. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean. Someone was like, Turner, Turner. <laughs> what are you doing, Turner? I miss him. I'm excited to see him on Tuesday. Very soon. Yay. With me, like, I think my cat's love me like they are obsessed with me they follow me everywhere they sleep on me um dolo just wants me to like pick her up all the time she's such a baby dolo is dolores's nickname for those of you out there that haven't caught on yet (laughs) but before with beatrice it was like i feel like we were equals which sounds so weird to say about like a cat and a human but I feel like when we looked at each other there was this like mutual respect and understanding that was just like wow like so special and I don't think I've ever had that with another cat um I would say that with mama kitty my first cat like I grew up with her and so going through a lot of tough times and being angsty and like you know you'd come home and like cry on the bed and uh mama kitty would come up and just like cuddle with me and you felt like she understands she knows that I'm sad and you know yeah sometimes you don't know if the cat even is like paying attention but when the cat comes up to you in a moment like that it's like they are listening they do care so yeah I just love pets I think cats are definitely more receptive, like, to feelings and, like, auras. Yeah. Where dogs are just always going to be, like, "Ah, ah, ah." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can't even, like, nobody can see me right now, but I just, like, acted like a very, I just, like, I don't even know what I did. It was a great But the noise, I think, says it all. (laughs) Oh, man. They're just always excited and, like, because their attitudes are so different, you can't feel like they're consoling you or right. that they're, like, empathizing. Right. They're just like, be happy because I am happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like with my understanding with, like, cats is they – I feel like I just get their needs and their wants a lot easier. Like, I understand how they think maybe more than I've than I understand, like, what's going through a dog's mind other than, like, ball – squirrel food yeah whereas like with my cats I feel like I know when they want to be picked up I know when they want to be played with based on like how they're like looking at me and how they're acting towards me um I've got a a bit of a gift for reading cats I must say nice (laughs) not to like you know toot my own horn but like 
I am a bit of a cat whisperer, you know. I make friends with cats everywhere I go. I want you to meet Turner. I want to meet Turner so bad. He's so cute. I Like, I miss him too, and I've never met him, so. <laughs> well, I can't wait for this episode to, like, air so that we can share yeah. with everyone who's listening our the pet photos of our, of our pets. Like, many of you, if you're just, like, friends with us or you're, like, following us on social media, have probably seen all these pictures already. Yeah. But we're definitely going to share like on the Facebook and on the Twitter so make sure you check that out I'd also like to see some uh, photos of our listeners pets too oh yeah that's a good idea so you know tweet them to us please like yes please we love animals like okay even (laughs) though we're both cat people I think we can appreciate like a cute dog as well oh yeah for sure of course of course (laughs) like we're not heartless okay so what a like um, we've talked about this a little what are like the advantages of having a pet like in your day-to-day life? So for me, I think the number one thing when I moved to England, well, not like the one reason why I got a cat, but one of the main selling points for me to get a, a cat after not having one for so long is because I find them to be so comforting. Like when I'm feeling down, like just having this like fluffy companion to just like sit with you and pet is just like, it's just so cozy and just nice. So that's, I think, one of the best advantages of having a pet is just having oh yeah that comfort. And like the interesting thing is I don't like small dogs, but I like cats because they're small. <laughs> like I would much rather have like a golden retriever or like a medium size to like a large dog mm-hmm. rather than a small dog. But one of the reasons I love cats is because they are small and you can like cuddle with them and they can just like sit in your lap or like sit on your like face when you're trying to sleep. Like (laughs) like they can be present and they don't feel like they're taking up room, Mm -hmm. but you also don't feel like they're much of an inconvenience, even though like all the time they are like, oh, I just want to get up and like do the laundry. But all of a sudden your cat comes and like sits by you and you're like, I guess I'm here forever. Yeah. Seriously. There are so many times when like I wake up and my alarm is like, Uh, hasn't gone off or it's not that late but then Dolores is like sleeping on me and I'm like well I guess I'm stuck here (laughs) until she moves so exactly yeah another one that's like kind of similar to that is that pets are just like super funny and dumb and like they're a great source of laughter I find like yeah watching Dolores freak out over like a ribbon I'm just like, you're so stupid. It's a ribbon. Like, what are you doing? But she loves it. She goes crazy for it. And like Ichabod and Dolores, they both go mad for these plastic tabs that come off of their, um, the bag their food comes in. And it's just like a piece of plastic that curls (laughs) up and they are obsessed. You throw that across the floor and they go dashing for it. It's insane. So so a barrel of laughs. Yeah, I, my favorite thing is when Turner will like, well, one, I hate it, but I also love it um, because it's like he'll sit on the banister Aww. or like on the uh, like ledge in our house. So it's two story. And so he'll like poke his head over the like <laughs> ledge. And I'm like, you're going to kill yourself. Like, 
you're just gonna fall and die but then he's like he's so funny just like sitting like it's like he's watching over his kingdom yeah. he's like on this perch um and then he'll like get up and he'll like run across the ledge and i'm like oh my god oh my gosh but he like he'll do that and then he'll like poke his head around the like door frame so if i'm in bed like in my room at home like i'll be sitting there and all of a sudden i just see this orange head like oh poke around that's so cute. I'm like, Turner, stop. Stop. <laughs> but, like, another good thing about dogs, though, is that they do get you outside mm-hmm. and they get you, like, walking around because you do have to walk them or, like, going to the dog park and getting to, like, see other dogs. Yeah. It's a much more social pet to have. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've taken Hart out a couple times because my roommate, they uh, have a later job, so, like, they don't come home till quite late. And so I'll get home and, like, Hart's in our cage, and I'm like, well, I'll take you out because I'm a good person. And <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, wow, I would have never, like, gone out and walked around this, like, neighborhood that I live in if it wasn't for yeah. Hart and, like, getting to see, like, where I live and, like, seeing, like, the different... You know, sometimes you can see into people's houses, which is, like, mm-hmm. a little weird and creepy, but also, like kind of cool because you can like see how other people live yeah well my mother-in-law she has a dog that she got maybe like two years ago now and uh he's a a cockapoo like a cocker spaniel uh, i don't know he's yeah something like that he's like a mix but um one thing that like she's been doing a lot more since she got him his name is percy is she's been um taking him for walks like around the town and going to these like weekly walking clubs and I feel like it's such a good way to meet new people because you might have like dog training courses or like a walking group and so you're you're there you're seeing these people and you've also got something to talk about like you don't have to talk about yourself you can talk about your pet you know yeah that's true if you don't have a pet then it's like sometimes it's hard to get into conversations with people because like especially when people are talking about their pets you're like Oh, yeah. yeah. And I didn't have, like, I have a pet, but I don't live with a pet. Yeah. So sometimes I, it's like, I do find myself going, wow, I wish I, like, lived with an animal so that I could talk about them or, like, talk about what they did recently. Yeah. Because, like, I haven't seen Turner in, like, three months. Aww. And I don't know, like, what goofy stuff he's done since then. Like, my dad, like, if I call my dad, he'll be like, oh, Turner's, like, Turner's doing this or, like, Turner's here. <laughs> and I'm like, Turner. <laughs> Oh my cat. <laughs> yeah, I mean like if you look at my Instagram, it's like mostly cat pictures because that's the most exciting thing in my life. Uh I just love cats so much. So I'm sorry you can't be with your cat, Mary. It's okay. I'm taking a look at your uh at my Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Oh my god, so many pictures of Ichabod. I know. Uh Another thing that I want to talk about is just like it's nice to look after another living thing. Like when I adopted Beatrice a couple of years ago, I had just moved to a new country feeling very like alone and had a lot of like spare time. And when I was doing some research for this, one of the things I kept seeing is that a lot of times it's recommended to get a pet if you're feeling lonely. And I think that's Good advice, you know, with a grain of salt, obviously make sure that you can afford to look after a pet and make sure they're in like the best conditions possible, yada, yada. But it just made me remember how like 
it was very clearly like a before and after moment, like before I got Beatrice and then after. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like how did I not have a cat for so long? No wonder why my mental health took a dip in college. Like I didn't have a a pet friend to help me. And so, yeah, I feel like I'll always have a cat to keep me company because I think they're just like really good companions, you know? And I'm sure people feel the same way about dogs, too. Yeah, I completely agree. I think one of the... I really, really, really want to get a cat. Mm. I've always, always, always wanted a black cat. Like an all-black cat. It is just something that I, like, feel in my soul that I need in my life. (laughs) And I have never... Like, I've never felt like I'm in a good position to get one. Like, it's always, like, um, well, I'm only here for, like, three months. Or, like, I live in a place that doesn't allow pets. Or, like, I don't know what I'm doing in the next, like, year. I don't want to, like, torment a cat or an animal or anything to, like, have to go through, like, the life changes that I'm going through. Plus the fact, like you said, like, you have to be in the right, like, situation. Like, you can't always afford to keep a pet. And, like, I am very – because I've grown up with cats that have always been indoor or outdoor cats, like – I don't want to get a cat which will only live inside. Like, yeah. I, I don't like that. Like, I think cats, and everyone has their own opinion on this, but I think cats should be able to go outside and, like, roam freely. But, like, I don't live in an area where that's possible. Exactly. So, like, if I want a cat like that, like, I have to wait. And so I don't know when I'll be able to get, I like, know. my own cat that can, like, come with me. Like, because Turner now, like I've, I said earlier, like, he's my dad's cat more than he's my cat now. Like, I would never want to take Turner away from my dad because I feel like it is something like my dad lives alone because I don't live there anymore. And like the cat is his companion. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, I know that he talks to that cat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can like picture your dad and Turner like sitting on the couch together watching baseball. Yeah. I can see that in my mind's eye. I have more pictures of my dad and my cat like than I do of my dad and me. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> if that says anything, no. <laughs> but, like, I feel like it's important for them to stay together because I they're, like, a bonded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up, a lot of my cats, actually pretty much until Beatrice, all of our cats were indoor-outdoor cats. And when I moved to England, where we live is, like, very close to a main road. And I just – I care so much about, like, the safety of – my cats and so it's just like you know you don't want to put a cat Mm -hmm. in a dangerous situation so it totally makes sense why you wouldn't want to get a cat and just be like oh yeah sure you can go in and out and you know whatever happens happens you know because if you're getting a cat to be your companion and not just like a mouse catcher or whatever like you want to make sure that they're safe and yeah yeah it's 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 tough especially when when it's like you have to make these decisions between like your desire for a cat and the cat's um, like well-being sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, so. Which is I'm glad that I did adopt the cat from the boy, like that adapt, uh, well, did adopt <laughs> Turner from my guy friends from college because like when they got him, like they were like living in like an apartment building Uh. and they were like seniors in college and then like they both graduated and they were like oh what do we do with the cat now and I'm like you guys are such idiots (laughs) like 
Because neither of them wanted to take him. That's so sad. Or that they did, but their families, like, that they were moving back to didn't want a cat. Mm. And so John, one of the boys, ended up taking Turner for a while, but he he was trying to, like, give him away to someone. Mm -hmm. And when we started kind of having the conversation with my dad about it, we actually had had Turner over at my house for a while. One Christmas, because the boys' parents didn't want the cat back their house I said I'll take the cat for the Christmas break and keep him with my house and then when we come back to school I'll give him back to you guys and so Turner actually came and lived with us for like two weeks as like a trial period Mm -hmm. sort of at least a year and a half before we actually adopted him like officially and it was like the most horrifying night of my life so (laughs) this is like my first night with Turner I get him, John drops him off. I have like the cage and everything. I'm moving back or I'm like driving back to Sarasota from Tallahassee. I'm carrying Turner like an idiot to the car without him in his crate (laughs) and he escapes out of my arms and is gone. Oh my gosh. It's gone. Like, I don't know where he was. He had never been to my house, this house before. He was like a brand new environment. And I was like, well, I can't leave. I, I can't leave tonight because Turner is out here somewhere. <laughs> or Hobbs at that point. So what ended up happening was I searched for like four hours. Wow. It was dark out. It was freezing. It was one of the colder nights in Tallahassee. It was like in the 30s. And I searched up and down, like in my car, driving down the streets, calling him, walking. I got a flashlight. I was like going through people's yards. Could not find him. Like just could not. I thought I saw him at one point. Like tried to creep towards him. And then like, like I saw eyes in the bushes. Wow. (laughs) And I thought, oh my God, it's Turner. I have to find him. (laughs) And so eventually I gave up because I was like, well, it is like, it's getting late. I need to go to bed. So what I did was I put out food in the back door in the back in the front door and I said maybe he'll come back like he's never been to this house before maybe he will three o'clock in the morning I'm woken up by something I see the light in the backyard is on and I hear meowing at the door (laughs) and there's Turner (laughs) like a freaking idiot oh my gosh (laughs) and so I will always remember that as the time my first night with Turner wow where he gave me a hearty cat. I thought I would have to, like, contact the boys and be like, I lost your cat. Wow. <laughs> He's gone. I've ruined everything. Ugh. But that's when I knew that boy d- deserved to be outside. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that he was an outside cat. And I will never, never forget that night. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I think uh, I think it's, it's about time for a break. What about you, Mary? Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to dive into some research. So stay tuned. Bye. Hey, guys, it's Sienna. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 21 of Make New Friends. Gosh, I can't believe we're on 21 episodes. That's a That's just mind-blowing um and apart from that this is the pet episode which obviously i'm so excited about because i just love cats and i hope that's like translating through the episode um anyway i only have a few announcements for you this week so let's just dive right on in 
As you guys know, we don't pay to advertise the podcast in any way, shape, or form. So if you like what we're doing here at Make New Friends and you want to see us succeed, make sure you spread the good, good word. You know what I'm talking about. Tell your dog walker, your dog groomer, maybe your cat sitter while you're on holiday. Leave a nice little note that says, hey, while you're playing with the cats while I'm away, make sure you listen to Make New Friends on iTunes and other places where podcasts are found. Um, it's a pretty good it's a pretty good thing. But anyway, however you decide to spread the word, we sincerely appreciate it. Don't forget that you can also drop us a review on iTunes, which is another great way to show your support because it not only helps the podcast grow, but it also helps new people find the podcast. So, you know, it's kind of a win-win. In other news, this weekend, December 9th and 10th, is PodCon in Seattle, Washington. Myself and producer Pappy, aka my husband, will be attending, so we hope to see you guys there. Um, the next episode of Make New Friends will be out on December 13th, and with that, let's get back to the episode. All right, welcome back, everybody. So, let's just go straight into the research. Some researchers from Miami University and St. Louis, or is it St. Louis? Uh, I'm unsure. St. Louis, St. Louis University set out to test whether a person can really lean on his or her pets to fulfill one's social needs. So um, it was a group led by Alan McConnell at Miami University, and they conducted three separate but related studies. And we're going to talk about those three studies now. <laughs> In the first study, the researchers simply quizzed groups of pet owners and non-owners about their personalities, and they found that on average, owners, pet owners, were less lonely and had higher self-esteem, and they also exercised more, although, of course, it isn't clear whether pets bring out those positive traits in their owners or whether people with those traits are the ones who seek out the pets in the first place. Right. So it's like, is it correlation or causation? It's yeah. It's kind of hard to uh, distinguish. Um, but in the second study, uh, the researchers took a closer look at dog owners in particular. Uh, they found that using standard psychological measures of social need fulfillment, dogs actually did help their owners meet those social needs mm. and that those owners felt better about their life because they owned a dog. More importantly, the researchers found that fulfillment from pets was beneficial no matter how much support the owners were already getting from other people, mm. which is super interesting. Yeah. And finally, in the third study, McConnell and colleagues asked a group of college students to think about a time that they had felt socially excluded or rejected. After that miserable exercise, the students were then asked either to write a passage about a best friend, to write about a close pet, or to draw a map of their campus. Wow. And the students who wrote about their friends or their pets both felt better afterward, recovering their sense of self-worth and happiness after the exercise and thinking about rejection and isolation. Meanwhile, the map drawing group remained a little less than stellar. Um, but the exciting part for the pet owners, however, is that thinking about a pet helped just as much as thinking about a best friend. And as McConnell and all of his colleagues write, one's pet was every bit as effective as one's best friend in staving off social needs deficits. Wow. Yeah. Um, as just like an interesting question for you, if you had to pick one of those three, what do you think you would have picked to do? Um, you know, I think that I probably would have written about Pappy first. Okay. Because, like, I consider him my best friend at the moment. Right. But I don't know. I do have a lot to say about, like, Beatrice 
being my like soulmate like I truly believe yeah. that and it sounds <laughs> crazy but like I just had a connection with her I've never had with anyone human or animal <laughs> so you know I could totally see myself writing about that at length what about you would you write about I probably would have actually chosen the map um, because <laughs> mostly because like, I think the first thing that would have gone through my mind is like, what thing is going to be the easiest for me to do and like mm. the quickest. Uh. And it probably would have been like, oh yeah, like a map. Like I can just like whip that out right now. I don't really have to think about it. I just like do it. Where like is evident from what the researchers found is like when you have to actually write about something, it's like an emotional it's an emotional task. Yeah. And I would have immediately been like, I don't want to do an emotional task. I just want to like get this over with because I just had a terrible experience, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like, I think that says a lot about, I think there could be another study about why people picked different things. Yeah, I'd be interested <laughs> to hear from the people that decided to do maps. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know, like, I just don't really see that being fulfilling for me. Like, if you've just been asked to talk about feeling socially excluded or rejected, I would want to write about something to make myself feel better, I guess. But that's how I handle stuff, you know? Yeah. And and I, I agree, like, it makes sense. But also, like, did the researchers say, like, okay, now you're going to do something to, like, make you feel better? No, like, it's, it was just like, here's the next task. Mm. Like, you're not consciously looking for something to make you feel better. Yes. I wonder how, like, if we were in that study, if we would... Like if I would actually write about a best friend or if maybe I would just do a map, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's what I mean by the question. It was like, what would you have done like immediately after? Like, Oh, I mean, my instinct is to say like write about something because like, yeah, I don't know. A map just kind of seems. I think you're more of a writer than I am, though, as well. Like, yeah, you definitely write and I don't <laughs> just in general. <laughs> that's okay. Don't worry about it, Mary. Anyway, to move on or to keep uh, expounding on this uh, research, Alan McConnell, who was the guy from Miami University, uh, he also wrote in our uh, our Psychology Today, uh, <laughs> our people at Psychology Today um, had him write a little bit about this study as well. And this is what he had to say about it. He said, finally, one might wonder what this research has to do with the self, which is the focus of this blog. One thing that we know about close, important others in our lives, like spouses or best friends, is that they become included in the self. That is, key people in our lives actually become enmeshed cognitively and emotionally in our self-concept. For example, blurry lines evolve between people's sense of self and close others, often perceiving one's own traits in close others and seeing close others' qualities as descriptives of the self. Healthy individuals empathize with close others in their lives, adopting their perspective and sharing their feelings instinctively. Our work demonstrated that pets can function similarly. They become as much a part of the self as many family members, which undoubtedly contributes to the power in promoting our health and happiness. Which, to conclude, this is me speaking, not Alan. <laughs> uh, what you just said about Beatrice and her being like your soulmate is like very showing in this paragraph from Alan is that like you like you felt you were sharing a part of yourself with her like you were one in the same essentially 
Yeah. And it also, if you listen to last week's episode, um, we talked a little bit about like this blurring lines as well um, about family and Alan brings up family as well. And that like you like maybe not so much like blurring lines of who you are as a person, like or as your concept of self, but also just like blurring lines of like what things or people mean to you in your lives. Um, You're not ever sure because of like their closeness or their like you don't know where to place them in like a like structured image of your life are they pets are they friends are mm. they family are they friends it's hard to like really know yeah i've really enjoyed this episode i love talking about cats <laughs> i know you know you always hear like oh a dog is man's best friend but obviously we're both cat people and we we have right. a deep love for cats um and like Especially with me and my cat Beatrice, like, I feel like that wasn't even a pet ownership situation. It was like we were roommates, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, she was so cool. You met her. You know what she was like. She's always so chill, but just, like, wise and just, like, I love her so much. <laughs> and so I've just really enjoyed, like, reading some of this research about the effects that pets have on, like, us as people and promoting like health and happiness and also I just think it was really cool that Alan McConnell wrote like a blog post for psychology today about the studies he did like that's so chill yeah (laughs) especially because like we love psychology today and when I saw that I was like oh who wrote this and I was like no way this is the guy so very impressed see you guys, Psychology Today is accredited. Yeah. It's a accredited publication. It yeah. isn't just silly articles. We use it for a reason. <laughs> and when I found the Psychology Today stuff, before I had found a, an article on Time talking about the studies, and it was by someone else, and I happened to uh, go to Psychology Today, and I found uh, this uh, blog post, and I was like, oh, let's see if they like link to it, because I don't think the time article did and they actually linked to the APA record for the mm. study so I thought that was excellent Good. I mean I would yeah. expect that the researcher of these studies would link to his like paper <laughs> <Yeah>. on it <laughs> and as always you guys can find all the research that we do on our website so if yeah. you're looking to read more you can find it there yeah and definitely send us pictures of you and your pets we love pets so much and you know we want to see we want to see your uh your furry companions yeah share your stories i mean obviously we're gonna have a blog post on this like always but if we have like a huge influx of like stories about pets about how they're your friends or how close you are to them like we'll definitely make sure to share them across social media and you can always find the links and everything online but also in our outro (laughs) let's get into it Thanks for listening to Make New Friends. Do you have a story about friendship you'd like to share? Email us at makenewfriendspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at New Friends Pod. Special thanks to our producer, Alex Papworth, and music by Max Wallace. For show notes, research, blog posts, and more, head on over to makenewfriendspodcast.com and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.